and welcome to today's episode of Tranquil Awakenings with me, Debbie Ison. On today's episode, I'm going to be in conversation with Zilly, who has been on a journey of learning all about herself through belly dancing, learning about druidry, participating in a drumming circle, and also being a well-being champion within the work environment. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you ever so much for being here today. So we've known each other a little while now, and I think I first met you when you were a visitor at the wellbeing shows. Yeah, probably a couple of years ago now, 18 months ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so not that long ago. And you and your husband came to listen to one of my talks and then came and have a chat with me. We did, yeah. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And it was just so nice having a conversation with you because you're both so open to all aspects of healing, well-being, self-exploration. And since that time, you've come and studied Reiki with me and your husband has come and studied hypnotherapy training with me. So I've got to know bits about you and your life and I find you very inspirational the way that you live. So I just wanted you to come here today just to share a bit about your journey and your life and what experiences you've had. Thank you ever so much for inviting me, first of all. It's, it's, uh, I listen to your podcasts every week and I really enjoy the variety of, of, of different people and different topics that you've covered. So, um, yeah, um, I've, probably my journey started just going into lockdown. Prior to that, I'd been so busy with work and focused on making sure that I was um, doing the right thing and, and working hard and because Mark had been poorly for such a long mm -hmm. time, he had a mental health breakdown when Kieran, our first child, was quite young. Mm -hmm. So it was quite difficult and I had to make the decision at that point to say, right, I need to be the breadwinner. I need yep. to make sure that my wage will cover the house, the household, um, if, if Mark suddenly couldn't work at all. So um, for years I was in this kind of mode of I need to work, I need to work hard, I've got to be mother, I've got to be wife, I've got to be um, business person. So there was no time at all left for me. Gosh. So I sort of just, it was just all work and no play. Mm -hmm. So as they say, it, it doesn't lead to a very fulfilling life. So it came to lockdown and work all of a sudden slowed down. Yeah, sort of overnight. So there were no visits, there were no audits. Um, everything was a lot more of an even pace. Mm -hmm. So um, I found that I suddenly had time for myself again. Wow. For the first time in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I started reading again, which I used to love reading when I was younger, um, but I'd not done it for a long time. And I, I was going through sort of self-help books, yep. spiritual books. Um, witchcraft books, so lots of different topics. Mm -hmm. um, just looking for for something. I'm not quite sure what at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really found it really interesting, and especially sort of delving into comparative religions and comparative spiritualities. Mm -hmm. And when you boil down to the nuts and bolts of it, yeah, it was all based really on the same kind of principle. Uh -huh. So. Yeah, that's that's where I was going to, and then um, we found the well-being shows. Yeah, um, which was brilliant. It was like, wow, 
there's all these people out here yes. that are actually <laughs> of the same mindset. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really amazing to be able to find that community of people. Brilliant. I think that's the thing, when you start going on this journey by yourself, it can sometimes be quite isolating. Mm. So to all of us sort of think and find that there's other people that have those similar beliefs, ideas that are on that ever-evolving journey, it's really nice to all of a sudden think there's a community out there that I belong to. Yes, definitely. It sort of gives you that. Because I've not had that community for such a long time because all it was was work and family. Mm -hmm. I'd lost that sort of sort of friendship group, community group. Um, so it was really important to, to start connecting with people on a more personal level. Yeah. Because um, I'd, I'd really sort of missed that. I'd missed that sense of community in the past. And it's opened up so many doors to, to different things as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really helped Mark with his, his mental health battle. Um, one of the books that I read was the... Um, Mastery of Self okay. by Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. Um, and that was sort of groundbreaking. It's like, wow, this is amazing. Because mm -hmm. um, up until that point, I'd, I'd had a lot of guilt in myself for not being able to fix Mark. Yes. As a wife, I felt, you know, that's my duty. Mm -hmm. That's my responsibility to be able to, to fix him. Yeah. And uh, it was so difficult to see him have to go through all of that and not be able to do anything. Mm -hmm. But that book sort of reaffirmed to me that it was not my responsibility to yes. fix him. That that needed to come from him when he was ready. Mm -hmm. And that was a massive weight off my shoulders when I, I bet. suddenly took that in. And it's like, wow, that mm -hmm. is life-changing so I gave him the book and he doesn't read because he's mm -hmm. dyslexic he finds it really difficult to read and um, but he, he, he read it and he had a, a profound experience from wow. reading that book and you know, little by little his life started to change mm -hmm. which was amazing and that's amazing for you all isn't it but I think I can really resonate with that as a mother as a wife I think as a woman, we tend to be put into that role of nurturing caregiver and we want to be able to fix and help it other people. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to recognise and accept that we can't do that until somebody else is ready. But you still carry the guilt and the burden round with you. You do, yeah, yeah, for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And it, it was quite crushing to not be able to do anything about it. Yes, but since since then and since Mark has then started on his journey of sort of discovery, self-discovery. Um, it's been really, really good to watch him sort of release the darkness and, mm -hmm. and come out and to be present and to be joyful again. Yeah. It's been such an amazing, amazing journey. Yeah. That's so positive. Mm -hmm. and that's lovely for you to watch, but it's also given you that freedom to be able to then start expressing yourself and exploring these things more. Yeah, definitely. So I've over the last couple of years, I've joined all sorts of groups. I've done all sorts of things. And as a woman facing into her 50th year, <laughs> it's, yeah, the things that I've done over the last couple of years has, has been amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, we've, we've started a, a spiritual drumming circle. Amazing. In the local area. And there's probably about 10, 12 of us. And we'll meet wow. up. That's really growing then, isn't it? It is, yeah. We meet up once a month, we drum, we sing, we talk, 
um, we share ideas, um, we, we do ceremony. Mm -hmm. It's just a really positive, nice place to be. Amazing. So, so who can go to that? Can it be anybody or do people have to join something? How does it work? It's all word of mouth and it really it's turned into just a load of therapists <laughs> getting together <laughs> and just having a bit of downtime. Um, yeah. And it's like therapy for ourselves, I mm -hmm. suppose. <laughs> And that's so important, isn't it? When mm. you are looking after and taking care of other people, whether it's professionally or just in your personal life, getting that balance and having that you time and that community is so important for wellbeing. It is, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think since since um, COVID, since lockdown, the importance of wellbeing and community has grown exponentially mm -hmm. in in the normal population as well as the spiritual community. Um, people have a lot more um, awareness of looking after themselves in that way. Yeah. Um, and even in big businesses, I, I work in a in a huge industry, you know, multinational corporation, mm -hmm. and the growth of well-being side of aspects of looking after the staff over the last few years has really come to the forefront. So much so that I, I'm now a wellbeing champion at Amazing. work. So I get to chat to people uh -huh. and point people in the right direction or a direction into finding self-help for themselves. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoy that. That's fantastic. And I know in, like say, recent years, sort of post-pandemic now, I'm getting more and more corporations coming and approaching me to either provide therapeutic support for their staff or wellbeing training for staff or personal development mm. sort of things that can be beautifully tied into the business because ultimately when you're looking after your staff and they feel well they're going to be coming to work because they want to be at work they want to do a good job so there's more energy put into the work so productivity increases yeah. you get less absenteeism less disagreements amongst people so it makes sense business-wise but like you say I think we're all as a collective becoming more aware that we need to take care of ourselves and each other if we're going to have a functioning society definitely and and people perform at their best when they feel supported and mm -hmm. and and looked after um so yeah it's it's been a real pleasure and honor to be able to be asked to do that within the workplace as well that's amazing and i think what i love listening to when you've just said that is it was a really traumatic time for lots of people and yes, lots of people are still struggling with the after effects of that. And I think sometimes in the world around us with the media or just the way people focus their perceptions, sometimes we can get stuck on the negative aspects. Whereas what you said is actually there's some real positives that's come from that situation. And I've noticed that within our well-being, therapeutic, spiritual community, it has brought the community together and we're sharing resources and skills and recognising collaboration is important. Mm. Definitely, definitely. I think it's yeah, it's it's a bit odd to say that it it was a good thing to come out of such a you know a a, a big problem that caused a lot of issues and yeah. you know it was a really dark time for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, but that that small seed of something that's grown in in the in the wilderness, if you like, and then it's just grown and and sprouted and then taken a life of its own. It's it's great. But it's people like you that are allowing it to take its life its own. So creating the drumming circle, being that health champion within your work, 
you're saying actually we need to run with this and we need to build it and that's what builds that momentum isn't it and it gets more and more people on board and creates a shift and not being afraid of what people think of you because you know that that was a big thing back in my earlier um, Mm -hmm. life at um, because I work in the food industry you know I've got to be I've got to be straight laced I've got to be corporate I've got to have this hat on this is what I do Mm -hmm. don't don't let them see any of that side of me because that's a weakness and they'll they'll destroy me for it Whereas actually, if you bring yourself into your role and into your work, you know, I am quirky. I am a bit crackers. People do think I'm a bit loopy sometimes, but Mm -hmm. that's fine because that's just who I am. Um, And I'm more comfortable at at letting my weird out now. So, Which is amazing (laughs) because you can be eccentric and very much yourself, your authentic self. Yeah. And also be very competent within your professional role. Definitely. And I know I found that over the time. It was made, it, I was made to feel it on it, it's either or. Yes. And you had to keep very professional, almost get rid of all those interesting aspects of your personality to just get the job done. Yeah. And I found that really restriction. I found the more I've been able to open up and express who I really am, it's allowed me to be more creative more inventive in my role and therefore perform in a better way but also it's leaving an example to other people that it's, it's okay to be yourself and I think that's so important. It's such an important message especially to, to the young people coming up through university into their working lives now you know they, they come in and it's having somebody there as a role model who is quite happy to take the mick out of themselves you know oh dear I've, I've not done a perfect job on that it's fine you know because mm-hmm. I think another thing uh, about me in the past is I was so intent on perfection. Yes. It really crippled me. So to be able to say, well, actually, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You know, as long as you've got your intention and, and you're working towards that, that, yeah. that is enough. And I think that's amazing because I think often we do have those expectations either on ourselves or what we should be doing for the external world around us. That, that can be too much because not only are you trying to fulfill all of your roles whether it's wife parent performing a job but if you've also got to use so much of your energy conforming to what you think you should be or what others think you should be that's going to burn you out and I think that's sometimes where some of our mental health struggles come from as a society because people are not being their authentic selves yeah I think you've hit the nail on the head there yeah because it can be very restrictive if you're trying to perform to a a model of what you think that that should be. Mm-hmm. But when you can just let yourself be free and just see how it how it flows, um, it's a lot it's a lot more rewarding and fulfilling. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think it, I think there's lots of positives, like you say. So as well as obviously your drumming, you said you've had lots of experiences. In the last couple of years, what other things have you been up to? Um, well, I, do- I joined a, a belly dance troupe Amazing. in January. So over the course of this year, um, we've done performances all over the all over the the, the near counties. So wow. Lincolnshire, Nottinghamshire, Sheffield, Leicester, mm-hmm. um, and we last weekend we had a a, a dance hafler um, okay. locally and raised over 700 pounds for mind charity which was amazing brilliant what a great way to exercise i've had a little go at belly dancing before years ago my mum um she was a dinner lady at a primary school and her and some of the other staff 
started doing belly dancing sessions, I presume. And they performed for the children, sort of Brilliant. some sort of talent show at the end of the year. But my mum was showing me some of the moves and, oh my gosh, my stomach muscle killed because you're really having to isolate them and become aware of yourself. And I think that was really fascinating for me because you're sort of moving, you don't realise it, but you have to become consciously aware of the way you move different parts of your body. Um, it's, it's quite transformative because you learn about yourself through that process. You do, and it's so it's such a good exercise for women's health mm-hmm. because it's sort of massaging all of your insides or where you, your sort of womb space. Your it's it's sorted out um, a lot of people's issues. There's been a couple of ladies within the group who've found their their moon tide is a lot more. Um, regular regular yeah. and on time where they've had problems for years so it, it is amazing for women's health it's great for pelvic floor it's great for for all of your middle so that's amazing i might have to start doing some more of that but it's, yeah. it's not only sort of toning and strength of those muscles it's also going to be getting the energy flowing through mm. the body isn't it and yeah. quite often some of our issues or imbalances in our bodies come from stuck or stagnant energy or too yeah. much energy somewhere where it shouldn't be so what a great way of balancing it out and what a lovely thing to be part yeah. of as well. And the confidence has given me as well of getting on stage again for the first time since I was probably about 14. Uh-huh. So having having the guts to go up and get on the stage and, and do that in front of other people, it's, yeah. It's, it's quite scary, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The, the first one, I was petrified. But uh-huh. Yeah, we've, we've done quite a few now and every time it's it's just good, great fun. So, oh, yeah, It's such fun. And it's nice that you've gone on that journey with a group of individuals to yeah. grow that. Mm. Yeah, Susan's done an amazing job at teaching us. She's a great teacher uh-huh. and she's very patient. Yeah, yeah, she's done such a great job. But I've been doing all sorts of things over the course of the last few years. Um, last year I started a course with OBOD, okay. which is um, the Order of Bards, Ovates and Druids. Wow. So it's a... a sort of a year-long journey mm-hmm. um, through different modules and different trainings through through uh, stories and storytelling mm-hmm. um, just to sort of connect with yourself. So it's yep. been a really interesting journey. And I found that fascinating when you started telling me about it because I've signed up and I've not really delved into it very much mm. yet. But that storytelling is so important. It's how we've passed on information throughout time. And... It's not just the words you say, but the meaning behind those stories, the metaphors, the understanding. Yeah. It's such a powerful way of sharing knowledge and wisdom and insight and giving that deeper understanding of ourselves. It is, and, and tapping into that more creative side as well, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be through song or dance or story, it, it just brings that magic alive in you again. Yeah. So going back to your, your childhood days when you would be read stories or you'd go and see a performance or something it's just having that creativity in your Mm day-to-day and it just changes the way that you you look at the world and that you think um so yeah it's been a really really useful journey amazing really enjoyed it i think it really connects you with nature that journey as well doesn't it yeah yeah it's a a nature-based um spirituality Mm -hmm. yeah so when you're studying that can you study that alongside say if you already have a particular religion or spirituality that you follow can that be incorporated or does it have to be something that's very separate no you it it 
you take as much of it or as little as it uh, as you as you want and it can sit alongside whatever belief system you already have so there's there's christian druids there's buddhist druids there's yeah mm-hmm. hindu druids so it, it's all and it's all over the world because it's an online course and an online resource yeah. there's literally members all over the world which is I find fascinating. And what's in that's building up that community, and we're so lucky now. There's a lot of downsides to technology, but one of the positives is connecting with all of yeah. those other individuals that have mm. similar ideas and beliefs, and to help each other learn and grow, and also challenge each other's beliefs sometimes. Definitely, that's yeah. amazing. So obviously, when some people hear something like the word druid or something like that, uh, it, just from conversation, I've heard people have some really weird ideas of what that's about about going and performing very <laughs> obscure rituals um is it about that or not you can, you can go as far or a little or as little with it as you yeah. want to do i mean there the, there are grove groups all okay. over the country all over the world where uh, members meet up at regular intervals and they'll share knowledge they, they might do some ceremony um, around the six, the the eight sabbats, so, so the um, the cross quarter days and the um, so the equinoxes, right, and the um, what are they called? <laughs> <laughs> Yule and the midsummer. Yeah. So the, there's sort of eight festivals throughout the course. Of so the it's year. really dividing up sort of the seasons and the times yeah. of the year. And it's really nice because every every sort of six weeks or so there's there's something in the calendar so it yeah. gives you that sense of time and sense of walking through the seasons of the year which is nice really nice because it makes you stop and pause and think look out of the window mm-hmm. go out for a walk in the woods what's what's the nature doing what's the ground doing is, is there blossom is the flowers is there is there wheat um so it, it really helps you connect deeply the local landscape and the local mm-hmm. nature. So actually it's multifaceted then, isn't it? It's mm. connecting with nature, it's allowing you to be mindful and present. And I suppose also going on that journey of thinking about the seasons, that can also be very reflective because we go through different seasons in our lives. We have obviously, we're born and then we mm. sort of grow, we have our teenage phase, then we're going into adulthood and then as sort of we get older and transition all the way through to death. So I suppose there is that mirroring in nature of yes. the cycles we go through in life yeah and the wheel of the year and also the the medicine wheel of the shamans as well okay. it's all based on a cyclical um method so everything sits in a in a wheel rather than a linear western way of yeah. thinking it's all very circular so which makes so much more sense doesn't it, it? does because yeah it does keep revolving and going round mm. and i think sometimes it's that opportunity to recognize actually we revisit things as we learn and grow, we can be revisiting them from a higher level or a deeper perspective. So when we're very yeah. young, when we're, say, a toddler or a young child, we visit it from our level of understanding or our comprehension at that time, whereas it'd be very different when we're an adult. But I think we go through that all the way through our lives. If we can keep revisiting things from mm. that perspective of love and understanding and healing, there's a lot of knowledge to be gained about ourselves and the world around us. Definitely. The, the being able and willing to admit that you don't know it all and it, life is a continuous learning journey every day is a school day as I like yes. to say um 
because there's a lot of people that are like, no, this is the way it's done. This is this is how it is. Mm -hmm. That's that's that. Whereas it's not. It's every, every day you're learning something new that may change your thought process or mind about something that you held a strong belief for so long. So it, yeah. it's just being able to flow with that and be open mm -hmm. to whatever that might be. And I think it is, it's that opening up, isn't it, to that fluidness and flexibility mm. and that we don't have to stay rigid or stuck in a belief system, a position, a point in life. We can change. And sometimes I think mm. we grow up with some of those beliefs or ideals or values. And unless we reflect on them, sometimes we don't realise that, well, they don't serve us, but actually do they even belong to us? Because often they don't. They're picked up from the people around us. So I think going on that journey, whatever it is, whether it's some sort of therapeutic work, whether it's some sort of spiritual practice, druidry, whatever it is, it's all about that recognising the limitations and the opportunities. Yeah, and it, you see it in in scientific work a lot more these days. Mm -hmm. um, new discoveries all the time, and it, it's yeah amazing what they're what they're finding about the deep sea and the outer space and the telescopes that they've got, and it, it's rewriting the rule book yeah. all the time. So yeah, it's... and that's what I love about science done well because it, it, it mirrors so beautifully that growth and development that you have with spirituality mm -hmm. that it's that constant evolving and I find it sometimes very hard when I have a conversation with someone like, yeah but science says this this is a fact I'm like well science doesn't do that no. science is about <laughs> that continual learning and discovery and evolving mm -hmm. and it's that this is the position what we think to be the case now based on the evidence that we've got but it's always that then trying to disprove that to then find something more in that deeper learning yeah yeah and I think we're very lucky at this time that we've got more scientific instruments methodology awareness developing alongside having a human experience and I think Definitely. it's going to help yeah. us have a greater understanding over time as long as we keep open to the flexibility change. and possibility yeah. and change yeah definitely yeah brilliant Amazing time to be alive, isn't it? it is. The internet has given us so many connections with information, the yes. things that you can find and research on and, and order from the other side of the world. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. And just, just to know how different people live, mm. um, because there are so many different rituals, practices, ways of living. And I think I was reading a little while ago, and it's probably on Facebook. I often see things on Facebook. But it was about some sort of tribal community that when a member of their community's done something wrong, they sit them in the middle of the circle and they give them love and support and encouragement and they tell them good things about themselves because the idea is that there's been an absence of love or something they've needed. So instead of punishing them, casting them out, what they do is they work through community to help heal that person. And I thought, well, do you know what? Without the internet, I wouldn't even know that that was a thing. That's amazing. That is, that is a, yeah, amazing way of looking at it. Isn't uh -huh. it? it is in the Western civilization. You're you're cast out and you're locked up and. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. So it's just yeah, we can learn so much from other people. Definitely, definitely. So like you say, you've just completed your first level of your training which is your bardic training yes yes so what happens next so i've put my application in to um start the ovate training okay so the ovate training is more around sort of healing work um and divination and delving in a little bit more deep 
deeper into herbs and herbal medicines. Wow. So I'm really excited about starting that one. That sounds so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I think when I joined up, I'm really excited about doing the bardic training when I get round to doing it because mm -hmm. I want to be very committed to it. But I'm very excited about the next level where you get to learn about those different healing modalities because I like to look yeah. at the comparisons as well. And do you find that obviously because Mark, he's a shaman, he does a shamanism. Yeah. Do you find those parallels and overlaps between the druid work and definitely, shamanism? definitely? There's there's so much that is common because. There, there was shamans, there were shamans in this country mm -hmm. um, many, many, many moons ago. So it probably had a very similar kind of, of feel to it. Um, there, there's talk of um, sweat houses, which have sweat lodges. So it's mm -hmm. very, very similar kind of thing where you build a, a structure, put hot stones in it, and you sit there in the dark and you... Um, you, you give thanks, you give gratitude, but you can also um, give away parts of yourself that you no longer want attachment with. So if, there's, if, you're, if you want to give away being um, self-conscious or um, if you've got some, some fear that you mm -hmm. want to give away, you can speak that out in that sitting, in that setting with, with the other people in, in the sweat lodge. And it gives real power to to what you are saying. Amazing. So and I a... suppose that's really transformative as well because that's taking it rather than being a fixed point of I am this, I am that, which is a part of you. So actually those traits are something that belong to you. And just like a possession, if we had something in our house and we wanted to redecorate, we would get rid of any of the old tatty broken things that we didn't want. Um, either giving them away to somebody else that might be useful or just allowing them to be transmuted into something else um and it's the same with us actually if those things belong to us if they don't serve us anymore we can give those belongings away and then we can accumulate more helpful things yeah and call in what what we do want more of yeah i've found similar to because i've been on such a journey over mm -hmm. the last couple of years it's been like i need to i need to get everything inside my head and read everything and do all the training and so i have um touched on quite a lot of different things because i came and did reiki yeah. with with you just be just uh, just over a year ago since i did reiki one and then i went yeah. on to do reiki two in the, mm -hmm. in the spring um but but that is all again sort of releasing stuff that you don't want out of your body yeah and your your energy field mm -hmm. during during the course of doing the um prep work to go into reiki two and all the case studies as well i had a profound few months of just sort of digging back through my psyche mm -hmm. and figuring out you know why am I the way that I am what what things have held me back why where am I holding myself back yeah and sort of raking through my own psyche to release it and that is very similar to the shamanism very similar to to hypnotherapy mm -hmm. and it all sorts of it crosses over and yeah, it does. It's quite magical, isn't it? And that's what I find quite spectacular that we come to these different modalities from all different areas of the world, mm. and yet those common threads run through them. It's about that releasing the old, worn out that's no longer serving you and bringing in yeah. that new positive transformation. I mean, what I've loved about watching your journey and being part of your journey is how committed you are to it. And I think you do get out what you put in. Definitely. And so I think when you've gone on any of these trainings or courses or events, 
you haven't just done it as a token of, oh, I'm just going to do this for a bit of fun or I want a certificate. You've actually then applied it all to yourself. And I think you're really seeing the benefits of that. I am, yeah. It's like me being my own personal therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of raking up through, through the detritus and the the old hurts the old wounds you know growing up in the 80s in 80 margaret thatcher's 80s yeah we we were on the wrong side of the poverty line so you know it it was a hard life it was was a struggle but to be able to sort of process that now as an adult and and really think about the the situations the and also the love that we received from other people as well. If, you know, we were sort of taken in by the church and really looked after and nurtured. So, you know, I've got a lot of thanks and a lot of respect mm-hmm. for the people around us when we were growing up that actually contributed to helping. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I wouldn't be who I am now if it wasn't for them sort of putting in some time and effort mm-hmm. um, into us. So, yeah. I think that's really nice to hear as well because it's a bit, before my time but what I hear a lot from sort of that era is it took away from community and everyone became more sort of in themselves and about that self-growth about money Mm -hmm. about materialism about capitalism and there's sometimes that focus but it's really nice for me to hear that despite all of that there was still that community there helping and supporting the people that needed it yeah yeah even amongst all that kind of high-flying go-getters and there was a lot of poverty on the other side of that, but the you know the, the churches um, were a community space for people to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, that was warm. There was coffee and biscuits, yeah. <laughs> very important. And absolutely. Um, and and they put on lots of things for the young people as well. So we went to lots of youth groups, youth mm-hmm. clubs, where they they just created a space for you to be. Yeah which was really important when, you, when you're growing up to be able to go and connect with people and play and, you know, have a bit of time away. So Absolutely. Really good. I found that really inspiring. Just recently I, I have my singing teacher, Linda, and I go and see her and part of her church that's on the St Giles Estate in Lincoln. They've set up warm rooms, so there's places for people that are struggling with their heating. They've set up like a mental health cafe so people can go that are struggling. They've got these amazing volunteers that are collecting clothing so that there's some really cheap, affordable clothing for the community. They're running well-being groups. And what I really liked is I went the other week to donate a lot of clothes that my children have outgrown. But it was just that community. It's not there to be, let's convert you to our religion, which some of the churches I've been in in the past have been very much like that, that we will help providing you sort of toe the line and conform. What I noticed there when I went in was just that sense of community of wanting to help, wanting to serve. Um, and it's really lovely that there are those yeah. people, those organisations, those spaces out there. But it always comes back to it's the community and it's the people that drive that. And I'm always in such awe for these people that give their time in whatever yeah. way to help yeah. others. It's amazing. And that sort of voluntary kind of aspect is really important and and they do touch on that in the druid training as well mm-hmm. you know being able to give back to the community is a is a, a massive honor and you know really helpful to to be able to bring the community along on a bit of a journey give them a bit of light in their life yeah and i think that's what this podcast is about this is one of the things that i can do to be bringing that community together because there are people out there that are in a position perhaps where you was where they're living a very busy life 
with lots of responsibilities and they don't get the opportunity to go out and meet like-minded people so they can have a listen and feel like they're part of something. It's about connecting people with different ideas and things that might help and support them out there. It's yeah. And that's one of the things that I can do to help. And I think it's recognising that we can do things in different ways. That giving back might not always be going and working at the food bank every day or something like that. We do what we can and it's recognising there are different ways to serve. Yeah, yeah. there's so many different ways to, to give back, isn't there? As yeah. you say, just don- donating your current old clothes or bits and bobs and knickknacks to the Salvation Army or to the to the local group um is is just a small way of doing it but it also keeps things out of landfill as well so protecting the planet which is so important but it's even just having conversations with people isn't it that's a big charitable thing you can do whether it's in a formal way or whether it's just giving somebody a little bit of time having a chat with your neighbor bumping into somebody at the shops and giving them your attention for a few minutes there's so many different ways that we can build community and that's what i love about we're doing yes because there is that community all around us it's bringing that connection back that human human connection back yeah yeah i think i'm quite excited actually because obviously i've got a fair sized bit of land here Mm. and there's a bit that i've been wanting to turn into an allotment for a while and i've sort of tried a couple of times and it's ended up not working i bought a greenhouse and we managed to make one sixth of it and then lost the instructions and all the bits went off so it's, it's not produced, but I've realised, you know what, I can't do that on my own. The idea is what I was wanting to do is get a community space going so that we've got the food to share amongst us. We're learning those skills, but also any extra we can donate to somewhere. Oh, and I fantastic. sat down the other day with Jo that was on the podcast. Completely, and she's like, well, why don't we do it together as a community? Let's in spring. Let's have a really nice day where we all come round. We'll all help put it all together and get it going. And it's. It's a lovely day, actually, for us all to socialise, have a nice time, to get some fresh air, to be out in the sunshine, but to produce something lovely. And I thought, oh, that's so nice. And I think that's a big thing that I've had to learn more as I've been part of community, that I think I used to think that I had to be responsible for everything. I had to do everything for the kids. I had to do everything in the home. I had to do everything professionally. And I had to keep it together. So asking for any help of anybody, I would have seen that as, a weakness or a flaw yeah but also that I don't want to put anybody else out feeling like I was doing something detrimental yeah, yeah. and since we've been more part of this community what it's made me realize is it's not the case at all we all like to help and support each other and we all welcome each other and it's about having that collaboration those conversations those interactions and being in each other's energy that's enriching for us all because sort of going going back to days days gone by when we had bigger, wider family groups living together, there was that community, whereas now, you know, it's a very nuclear family, isn't it? You've it got, is. You've got maybe one, maybe two parents and the children, um, and they, they live far away from their grandparents or uncles or aunts. You don't get that that community anymore. Yeah. So it's so nice to, to make your own community, you know, bring bringing like-minded people mm-hmm. together so you've got that space. And... and wisdom from from elders because we've lost that as well we've yeah. lost respect for the elders mm-hmm. they carry so much knowledge um, absolutely and and stories you know it's so sad that we've we've lost that so to be able to 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 bring that back in mm-hmm. in in a different sort of blended family yeah. kind of way 
it's it's brilliant. I've met some amazing people over mm -hmm. the last couple of years through the Wellbeing Show and through through the Circle Drumming Circle and the Belly Dancing Team, um, who've just yeah filled me with all sorts of things that I would never have known otherwise. Yeah. Um, Lisa, Lisa Davies, um, mm -hmm. I met probably about a year ago. Yeah, and um, I, I did a, a wonderful tarot journeying with tarot course with her over the summer, which was amazing. Her knowledge and her enthusiasm mm -hmm. is just infectious. Um, but yeah, all these people around us that have got all these ideas and all this knowledge, it's brilliant to be able to share that. And it is, it's that sharing it, we're upskilling each other, we're bringing mm -hmm. back lots of different traditions, ideas, beliefs, and it's going back to that storytelling as, yes, again as well. Yeah. And I think also it's quite nice, like you said, we're creating community yeah. because it means we can find like-minded people, people that have got a similar sort of sets of values or ideas. But I think with the community we're in, because we're all coming from slightly different perspectives, we're also very open and understanding of each other that mm. we don't always agree. We have different ways of working, but what can we learn from each other rather than closing off or shutting people out because it's not quite the same as what yeah. we do? It's focusing on what brings us together what, rather than what divides us. Yeah. So it, it's such a it's such a good tool to focus on on the on the benefits in in everything in everyday life as well. Mm -hmm. Just from a mental health point of view, if you focus on on the positives, then you will see more positive. Yeah. If you focus on the negatives, then you will see more negative. So it, it's yeah, it's a good philosophy for good mental health absolutely mm. i mean i found it brilliant because we've just had the last uh, well-being show just last weekend mm. and a few weeks ago i had a situation where somebody was very unkind to me and it knocked my confidence a little bit because it felt like everything that's like good or pure or wonderful about me got twisted and distorted into something it really wasn't and i think we have these situations that i'm very lucky to think right well how can i learn how can i grow from this but it did make me sort of think, oh, where do I belong? What's going on? And all of a sudden we went back to the wellbeing community at the weekend. And it just reminded me how loved I am, how respected I am, how supported I am. Yeah. And we give that to each other. We, we go and give each other a great big hug when we see yeah. each other. We genuinely ask, how are you feeling? How's everything going? Is there anything we can do to help and support? And we give each other time. And I thought, wow, this is such a, a magical thing to be part of. Because we're all coming from that same place, like you say, focusing on the benefits, the opportunities, the kindness, the goodness, yes, rather yeah. than reflecting on things that are wrong in the world. Yeah, I love Definitely. that. Yeah. <laughs> and it just fill, fills you with joy, doesn't it? It's you Absolutely. know being able to open your eyes. It's almost like a childlike state of wonder and yes. awe, which I love. It's like you know, I believe in magic again, and it's and it's. Brilliant. <laughs> and that's the thing, I, I actually looked at Mark because he had his stall there for the first time. He didn't did, he? yes. And it's very busy at the shows. It's a brilliant show this time. There's loads of people. Mm. So I was very busy. But the couple of times I managed to leave my stall and look, he just had this energy around him and like this childlike enthusiasm. But it was magical actually seeing him. He was lit up. He was. He was like, yeah. this, is, this is who I am. And this, I'm stood here and this is part of my community and my tribe and I'm contributing. And that was amazing to see. And I just thought, that snapshot there, that's magic. That's real magic in action. It is. And it was so amazing yeah. to see. He was so happy. 
all weekend. He was so happy to be there. Yeah, he's come such a long way. But then that shows as well that you've been that backbone and you've been that support for such a long time to help get him to that. And that's a remarkable achievement that you've done yeah, to yeah. stick with that. So well done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I had to wait until he was ready. Yeah. That was, and I, and I understand that now, mm -hmm. you know, no matter what I did, wouldn't have done anything. It yeah. had to be when he was ready. Mm -hmm. And when he was ready, he took that step and yeah, he's so much better. Which so much better now. So good to see. And mm -hmm. I bet that must sort of really benefit you as a family as well. Definitely. He's Definitely. in a better place. Yeah. 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 Oh, how it's amazing. The household is a lot calmer, a lot <laughs> more relaxed. And yeah, everyone's mm -hmm. just... Well, I always notice that as well with like my family. If I'm ever in like a really stressy or grumpy mood or I'm flapping about, I've got too much on, the children just seem to pick it up. Yep. Even if I'm not around them, I think they we're obviously connected and they feel it. And they will often act up, misbehave, things get more chaotic. And sometimes I want to sort of go in externally of like, oh, come on, kids, pick this up, do that, behave. But it's projecting and expecting them to do something. But when I return to actually how am I interacting with this environment, what responsibility can I take for myself? I realised, you know what, they're probably mirroring me in some way. So as soon as I can bring myself back into balance... Yeah. Everyone else in the household settles down. It's that calm, isn't it? It is. So I think you must be like that in your house. We'll still have all those moments because mm. living in a house with teenagers and children and things. But I think it's great that both you and Mark, in your own ways, are on that journey and you're focusing on yourself because it brings you both back into balance so that you can be working more harmoniously together. And I know I find the same in our household, that Pete and I are on our own journeys. We're on our own paths. We get our own paces. But because we are committed to that and because we recognise, well, what responsibility do we need to take for ourselves? It means we can bring ourselves back to our core selves, think what's going on, clear it. Yeah. And then it makes everything so much settled, more settled around it's us. just that awareness of what is escalating and, and you can nip it in the bud so much quicker, yes. can't you? It's like, <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah Let's let this one go. and yeah, Which is it. so nice as well, isn't it? It is. Oh, actually... Because it brings back that sense of control, yeah. but not in a control of having to suppress everybody else. It's just a, I can manage this situation. Yeah. I can find a solution. It's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think going back to the Gerardry again, um, part of the course is sort of working with the elements and mm -hmm. where, where you can be more earthy, where you can be more airy, where you can be more like water, uh -huh. sort of going with the flow, um, that that has been a great learning for me you know yeah. you don't have to tightly control everything mm -hmm. it's not you don't you don't need to do that it's much easier and much more rewarding if if you loosen the reins yeah. and go with the flow mm -hmm. um so yeah it allows opportunity and potential to flow towards you doesn't it, it rather does, than yeah. you putting a barrier in the way to it mm, definitely oh amazing so we're almost at the end so just before we finish off, it's gone ever so fast. It has, wasn't it? <laughs> Have you got any final messages or words that you would like to share with our audience today? Oh, I should have come prepared for this, shouldn't I? Because I know that you all always ask this question. <laughs> and I always put everyone on the spot with <laughs> yes. it. I don't tell them about it. And then it always comes as a bit of a oh. surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, just don't, don't take life too seriously. I think it's... One of one of mine, because um, before I was very 
you know, tightly controlling things. Everything's got to be perfect, and and you get yourself into a, such a, a tightened state that that nothing flows. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just enjoy life. You know, look look on the bright side. Look for the beauty. Look for the joy. Do things that make you happy. Yep. Um, do things that push you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You no, know, get on stage, dance, sing, drum, do whatever you want to do. Because yeah, life's short, and we've got to have have some fun while we're here. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here today. I've really appreciated that, and thank you to all of our listeners. So please, whatever you're doing today, make some time to have some fun and adventure, and enjoy yourselves. And take care and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye-bye for now. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe. If you would like to find out more about the therapies that we provide and the training we offer, please visit our website, www.tranquil-awakenings.co.uk. You can also find us on social media.